spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, the show that wants to take all the dilemmas and all the drama out of planning your wedding. And speaking of drama, today we'll be discussing the most common issues that arise among bridesmaids and how to troubleshoot them. As you probably know by now, Claire and I are dyed-in-the-wool feminists, so we're not here for the cliched tropes around weddings, particularly those around groups of female friends being nasty to each other or falling out over something frivolous. Today's chat is really inspired by the genuine issues sent in every week from real brides and real couples. What to do when they arise, ideally in a way that's as smooth and drama-free as possible. Yeah, I'm sure there's also lots of groom dilemmas and lots of groomsmen drama, but we don't tend to get those emails. Yeah, we're definitely more familiar with the bridesmaid drama, I would say bi-weekly yes. <laughs> we have an email to that effect yeah um we also get a lot of emails about family drama so we're definitely going to talk about that in an upcoming episode but i think generally there's just something about being involved in a wedding that gets people a little bit insecure yeah or rubs people up the wrong way tensions start to rise there's clash of personality and stuff just happens so hopefully if that's happening in your wedding at the moment we'll be able to crack through some of it today and talk you through ways to let it all kind of chill without any drama. Yeah, to take things down a peg. <laughs> yes. I hope it's not unwoke for me to say this, but I think uh, being in the bridal party just comes with more stuff. Yeah. And there's more expectation and there's more pressure. So I think that's why it tends to be an area of weddings where drama arises like when you think about it there's a lot of expectations on bridesmaids mm. a lot more than I think there are on groomsmen Definitely. or mums or dads of the bride or groom or a couple so I think that's why naturally this comes up yeah um, and we couldn't not address it and yeah. uh, as much as I am very excited for the family drama episode <laughs> because let's crack that juicy watermelon open <laughs> um, I, yeah I'm excited to chat through this and find some like really like reasonable solutions for some of the most common problems. One fab day expert wedding tips. It's all too easy to say that a wedding is just a party. We're well aware that it takes a lot of thought, planning and hard work to pull off a seamless event, which is why each week we share some of our best insider tips to add some professional polish to your day and have it all go off without a hitch. Seeing that you've got today's tip, please share. So my tip today is for literally anyone listening, whether you're in the couple getting married the wedding party, you're just a guest, you're just a human being in the world. Learn how to tie a tie. Yes. Like one of the basic long hanging ties and one of the self-tying bow ties Mm -hmm. as well. I just think this is a great skill to have and it's always handy at a wedding. Yeah, if you're the person who's able to do up all the bow ties, you're invaluable at any social event. Absolutely. And I've seen in a couple of real weddings recently uh, in videos and in um, the photos from the wedding all of the groomsmen huddled around a laptop <laughs> yeah. or an iPhone watching a YouTube tutorial on how to tie a tie a bow tie or a tie um, and like oh, it makes for a gas photo don't get me wrong loved it 
But uh, if you are on hand to help, that is a big, big bonus. So I'm going to link us up with some YouTube tutorials in the show notes. Great. And I think you, whoever you are listening out there, should take today to learn how to tie two types of ties and you'll be the most popular person at the wedding. Yeah, definitely. I cannot imagine the panic if you've got five guys standing there with bow ties and none of you know how to do it. And even like as well, like if something, you know, one of them comes undone in the middle of the ceremony and, you know, the person who tied it for them is like the makeup artist or something and she's gone home. You know, Mm. it's always good to be prepared. And this is something I don't think you're going to put on the top of your priority list for wedding planning. But... I say do it now. Yeah, a helpful life skill. Yeah, great tip. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Now, there are very few days in the One Fab Day office that pass without us receiving an email from a bride who's having some kind of issue with her wedding party. Sometimes it's related to dresses, other times there's just a simple clash of personalities, but it can be a real source of stress and it can also eat up a lot of time and energy. Yes, we get a lot of questions about what makes a good bridesmaid, whether it's a snub not to ask a particular sister or friend, or what to do afterwards if your bridesmaid choices haven't worked out. Choosing a wedding party is all about selecting personalised, super supportive hype crew who will be there for you in the build-up and on hand for your big day. So hopefully our chat today will help you pick the right people to spend your day with from the outset. And if you're having issues, we'll have plenty of tips for tackling them too. So we're going to be troubleshooting some popular uh, bridesmaids issues a bit mm-hmm. later on in the episode. I'm very excited. Uh, but I think a good way to start is talking about how important it is to choose the right person yeah, for your so bridal party. Often a lot of brides will be like, it's a no brainer. It's my sister, my best friend from school and my best friend from work or something like that. And that's fair enough. But those people might not be the best candidates for the job. Yeah, I'm sure we've said this before, but you have to think about more elements than how much do I love the person. Mm. That's the simplest way to choose, but it's maybe not the best way to choose. Yeah. So you have to think about how interested your prospective bridesmaid is in the job, whether she is into weddings, whether she cares about weddings, whether she's a reliable friend in general, is she mm. the kind of person who you can call at any time and ask a favour to? You want someone who is reliable and enthusiastic about the role. Yeah, definitely. Someone who's supportive, available and is going to be excited and organised as well. Organised is a very helpful yes. one. We all have the organised friend who gets trotted in to do everything. I think you and me are both that friend. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but it is, yeah, you, you just need to think long and hard, I think, before you pop the question to your bridesmaids. Because if you kind of go through it in your head, you might realise, oh my God, I absolutely love this girl and we'll be friends till the day we die. But she has no interest in dresses yeah dress shopping hen party planning she couldn't plan her way out of an envelope yeah maybe it's not the right <laughs> choice and doesn't mean that this person can't be involved in the wedding like yeah. she might be the perfect person for a different role elsewhere in the wedding yeah. but just think about kind of what the bridesmaid tasks tend to be it's a lot of um outfit related things yeah uh they're like logistical jobs as well it's a lot about creating a calm and happy vibe for the bridal party so think about those things when you're making that decision yeah so the person that you pick mightn't tick every single box because again this is 
a friend of yours it's not someone applying for yeah. a job in your company it's not like that terrible isn't there a terrible hollywood movie about like a groomsman for hire or best man for oh, hire i mean i'm sure there is i'm pretty sure kevin hart was in it oh. no shade but it was no. awful hmm. good to know um but yeah so they might not take every single box but they have to at least be up for it and eager to help however they can i think it's important to avoid choosing anyone who's going to be really cynical or a bit raggy on the fact that you're getting married um, anyone who's really flaky unreliable or someone who causes a lot of drama yeah I feel like I should defend the people who are a bit cynical about marriage or the people who maybe seem like they're not super into weddings because if you were my friend you might think she doesn't seem like she loves weddings um, but I love other Co-host people's weddings a wedding planning podcast. no but if you if you like you are Claire you've been friends with me for a long time yeah before you did this job but also I have loved being involved in my friends weddings but if you'd asked me was I planning to get engaged I'd be like oh god you know this yeah. isn't my bag personally right now or whatever so I think um, be, have an open mind in terms of friends who maybe don't seem like they're super girly or yes. super into the pomp uh, of a wedding really what you want to know is are they a good friend are they the kind of person yeah. who you'll tell them a story about your day and they're so into it so listening so present yeah. yeah that's what you need someone who is interested in anything to do with you because they're inherently yes. interested in you yeah definitely and I guess you'll know you'll get a good vibe for that once you're engaged and once you start chatting about things if their eyes glaze over straight away you'll know that they're not the person to ask yeah and if they make some kind of cynical comment while you're trying to explain something about your wedding then you've got full car blanched <laughs> to yeah. cut them from the long list and this is why we always say to wait a few months into your engagement before mm. you choose your bridesmaids I think it gives you a bit of time to suss out who's the best people for the job and like as you said you're not going to get a perfect bridesmaid robot type but to that effect, it's also good to have maybe one friend who's really organized, mm. but maybe not the best crack at a party or like won't be out all night. And then one friend who's, you know, can absolutely, you know, make a room sparkle with her presence, but yes. is terrible at organization. It's good to have yeah. a balance across the wedding party. Yeah, definitely. Because it's nice to have the person who like knows your mum and knows her like trigger points and will like yeah. ease her into the kitchen if she's stressing you out. Um, but that person, yeah, mightn't be great with a a like clipboard at a hemp party or that's whatever. a great point that if one person in the bridal party is really good with like relatives or mm-hmm. really good at like chatting to everyone that's a great way to do it and then the other people can be the kind of people who like go straight in and order shots for everyone yeah uh, but yeah again a balance is the best way to go about it I yeah think. definitely I think it's worth keeping in mind as well that your wedding party can be guys and girls it doesn't have to be all women We actually have a great post on styling a mixed gender wedding party, which I very much enjoyed putting together. It was just a compliment for myself. (laughs) It was a great post, (laughs) full of lovely outfits. Really complimenting the stylish people in the post. Yes. Um, And likewise, you can have no wedding party at all. People will still help you on the day and in ahead of the day. Um, but again, if you think having a wedding party at all will cause any stress or drama, you can just stitch it all together. I think as well, the final point to note on this is to always ask if someone wants to be in your wedding and rather than just be like, you're going to be my bridesmaid. <laughs> because yeah. people can feel like they can't say no or that it's really rude or a massive snub. 
but everyone has their real life happening. So they might have a busy job where they travel a lot, might have young children, ill parents. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that could be going on in someone's life. And you asking them to be your bridesmaid could be a lovely escape for them from all that. Or it could be just like the final straw of pressure that they just don't need. Yeah, I think a great way to get off on the wrong foot with your bridesmaid would be to like not ask her formally or informally or like ask her in any language at all and then just forward her on a load of information by email, like let's say about hen party ideas or something. I think that would get anyone's back up a little bit. So definitely give people a chance to kind of express to you if they think that they've got too much on their plate and they can't Mm. take it on. Um, and yeah, give people an opportunity to show you whether or not they're interested in this job because yeah. that will ultimately save you drama in the long run. If someone really wants to be your bridesmaid, then chances are you'll get off scot free on the drama front with them. Yeah, definitely. There's always a friend that you think just you you just know each other really well and you're like oh she'll just know she's my bridesmaid but yeah just make sure you let people know yeah and it's a fun time as well when you ask like there are lots of like cute ideas on the internet of ways to ask your bridesmaid you can go all out with a big proposal or you can send them a text whatever suits you that's a fun moment and memory for the two of you guys so feel free to make it into a bit of a do so knowing what you should and shouldn't expect of your bridesmaids i think is the key point mm-hmm. on the way to keeping everything free of drama. So a lot of times the clashes that arise are from either a bride who has expectations of her bridesmaids mm-hmm. that aren't being met, whether that's f- correct or not. And likewise, bridesmaids who feel like what's being asked of them isn't reasonable. I would say that like basically all personal drama is down to expectations, one person having them and the other person not meeting them, Yeah, if you boiled it down. So this is such an important point. Now, I wouldn't take the role of bridesmaid lightly. I think it's a big honour to be asked. I think there's, you know, if someone asked me today to be their bridesmaid, I'd be like, yep, there's a lot of work involved, but, you know, I'm aware of what's going on. At the same time, I think it's important to note that bridesmaids are not your lackeys. Yeah, they're not someone who's there to do all the dirty work for you in the run up to the wedding or on the day. Now, this shouldn't need to be said, but I'm saying anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're essentially still your guests, but they have some responsibilities and they're kind of like co-hosts, helpers. Yeah. But yeah, I think the word maid shouldn't be taken too literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a fun role for them. Yeah. Um, And this is why it's great if you have someone who likes organisation, likes having a job. It should be an enjoyable day for them. And it should be an enjoyable wedding planning process for them. Yeah. But at the same time, they're taking on what is essentially some of the labour of planning the wedding from you. It's kind of odd that your best friend or your sister's wedding is the one that you might enjoy the least or be the most stressed about mm. um, you absolutely want to yeah, have fun and have it be memorable for all the right reasons and of course drama is going to stem from that if you know you get to your wedding day and the bridesmaid feels like she's been run ragged all over town yeah. doing things and she's been pulling way more than her weight of course she's going to go into the day feeling a bit downtrodden yeah so you want to avoid all that you want to create a role for her that is fun and that has responsibility but a reasonable amount of it. Yeah, so we have some examples. So the first one is that you can expect them to be interested and enthusiastic about your wedding, 
But not to the point where you don't show any interest in their lives for a year. That is a big no-no. Yeah. Like, if you're a bride or if you're getting married and you need a reminder to remind yourself, like, when you've finished talking about your wedding during, you know, tea with your friend, you need to then go, okay, we need to give equal amount of time to whatever's happening in your yeah. life. Maybe she doesn't have anything as quote-unquote exciting as a wedding happening in her life yeah. this year but her life is equally valuable yeah so whenever you're hanging out and chatting just remember that if you've spent an entire day trolling around all the bridal boutiques with your bridesmaid you know maybe then it's time to plan a day where you do something fun with her that's got nothing to do yeah. with weddings to yeah. balance that out yeah definitely like check in with how she's getting on with work whoever she's dating or not dating how she's getting on with her other friends things like that that just make sure that you haven't forgotten that she's a real life person and not a as aforementioned bridesmaid robot (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um now at the same time i would say i think it's okay to give bridesmaids menial tasks yeah a lot of being in a wedding party is menial tasks so like the kind of jobs that you would give like an intern in an office like especially on the day I think this happens a lot where you know you've forgotten about something and you have to say oh listen I'm getting my makeup done could you run down to the florist and receive the boutonnieres and bring them up to the groomsman's room things like that go between your jobs yeah a lot of it's just running between rooms in a a hotel or whatever chatting relaying messages from one person to the other texting people you know there's a lot of very small jobs involved mm. um but at the same time definitely don't give her any job that you wouldn't be happy to do if she asked you to do it yeah it's the golden it. rule yeah definitely so nothing mucky or dirty that you're not happy to do yourself <laughs> and likewise like you have to remember that it's a day where she wants to look and feel nice and polished as well so like in the same way as you don't want to chip your nails <laughs> don't yeah. be asking her to do something where she might chip her nails on the yeah. morning of the wedding a week ahead is fine <laughs> god this is such a big one because i think no matter where you are on the guest list especially as a woman you feel like you just will be more comfortable if you look polished on a mm-hmm. wedding day even as a guest i know if someone asks me to do them a favor and it means i have less time to put on my makeup I'll get over it and it's fine because, you know, I've been asked to do something and I'm happy to help. But I will feel a little bit like, oh, God. And I'm, you know, sitting in the ceremony and I'm like, I forgot to put my eyelashes on. Wait, do I have one eyelash on? Like, what's (laughs) happening? Um, So definitely that's a great shout to, like, keep in mind that, like, of course, it's important that you feel very comfortable, polished with your hair and makeup and everything. But she's going to be in just as many, almost as many photos as you. So that's a big concern. So don't do anything that's going to like remove all of her glamorizing time. Take that away from her. Yeah, definitely. And make sure, yeah, that all your bridesmaids are kind of well looked after on the day as you would like to be if you were a bridesmaid. Mm. Another expectation I think that a lot of brides have is that the brides all look uniform on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it is okay to kind of have a bit of a cohesive look across your wedding party. But what's not okay is to force anyone to wear something that they don't feel comfortable in. So that could be like the dress yeah. Or if they want to wear a jumpsuit or pants or they're not happy with the shape or style of the dress on their body. But it could also be like forcing them to have their hair a certain way or to wear red lipstick when they really don't feel comfortable wearing yeah. red lipstick or whatever that is, wearing fake tan or ask them not to wear fake tan if that's what they need to feel comfortable. So I think it's just about 
thinking like they're not this like styled girl band that you get to make up for the yeah. day or like four Barbie girls in a row. Yeah. These are your friends. They're again, real people. And so to keep that in mind and yeah, not push anything on them that they're not happy with. Personally, I love when I see a bridal party and they look really diverse for like mm. whatever reason, be there that there's like one really butch girl and one really femme girl or whatever or like there there's like a token tolly like myself and then like yeah. one really short girl like I think that looks amazing and I think that's part of what makes the wedding your wedding yeah it looks and more not like a wedding a in a movie yeah, yeah like not a wedding where like some like old male director cast for blonde ladies yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. a real bridal party with real friendships and real people yeah. um I think it's okay to like forget things like I'm sure if I was in a bridal party right now someone would probably imply that I should or someone would probably maybe put me down for like a tan and I'd have to be like oh sorry um remember me like I don't tan and then they'd be like oh yeah yeah grand fine yeah um like I want to get across it like it's hard to know inherently what your friend's style yeah, is definitely um so don't worry too much about that but just make sure that when you're booking things like tan and hair and makeup and talking about dresses that it's a question as opposed yeah. to an order yeah. or a demand like definitely. you're not like guys we all have to get up styles it's like so what do we think about hair you know it's kind of yeah. open-ended it's yeah. a conversation between you all yeah and I think forcing anyone to change anything that's in any way permanent or semi-permanent is a big no-no so we hear a lot of not necessarily in any of the weddings we feature but anecdotally I've heard of a lot of mm. brides who've requested bridesmaids lose weight or dye their hair to a neutral colour cover up a got tattoo or something yeah so anything like that that kind of hides who a person is is a big no-no for it's me it's just awful like the idea that you're saying to your friend who you are in your everyday life isn't good enough for my bridal party yeah is like to me the worst thing you could do yeah to someone who you consider a friend um so anything yeah like that is part of who they are and how they look every day yeah you, like you know you have to accept insisting someone wears contacts if they wear glasses just things like that yeah. that's just a little bit too pushy i don't know it's yeah. more than that i don't know it's it's just the horrible idea that you're implying that you don't like the way they look every day yeah, all day yeah. every day um and again like some uh, glasses wearer might say to you like oh I prefer to wear contacts on mm. like formal occasions which is fine but just like let them if there are anything any things physical about them like let them dictate how that's going to go yeah. like if someone does say like oh I hate my tattoo I'm gonna get it covered up on the day obviously that's fine but like definitely don't dictate those big things about yeah. their physicality to them because yeah. that has to be a horrible feeling yeah no it's really unkind so while you are entitled to choose their outfits especially if you're paying again don't force anything upon them so if they're really uncomfortable with a halter neck don't make them wear a halter neck if they've got big boobs they're not going to wear a certain kind of neckline or they're not going to want to necessarily mm-hmm. wear a certain kind of neckline again if someone really like doesn't like their arms on show or doesn't like a short dress just try not to pressure people into it just because it's a dress that you like yeah we have a whole episode on bridesmaids dress shopping and all of yeah. the politics that go along with that so we'll link that in the show notes and definitely give that a listen if you haven't already but I think it's worth saying again that it should be a conversation and it's in your interest as well that they're comfortable yeah. in what they're wearing so you might think oh god I really liked dress A on her and she 
really prefers dress B. You know, if she's in dress B, she'll be happier and you'll be happier yeah. and it will be better for everyone. Maybe yeah. the photo won't look exactly as you wanted it to, but on the day you'll just be so delighted and on the day you get your photos back you'll just be so excited that like yeah. you won't be nitpicking on these little things yeah the last thing you want is for you to look back or her to look back and hate the photos because they weren't comfortable at all exactly as someone whose mom looks at her own wedding photos and says why did I let that woman do that to my hair <laughs> I can tell you that it's not worth it it's not worth no. looking at a photo for decades and yeah. disliking how you look in it yeah. you don't want that for your friend any more than you want for yourself no absolutely not and then our final expectation that you might need to just keep an eye on is about things like the hen and shopping trip so I think it's very reasonable for a bride to obviously expect the bridesmaids to attend the hen and to come to as many of the like shopping trips and pre-wedding events as possible. But again, not if it means they have to go into debt over it or if they have to miss a lot of work. I think when you ask someone to be in your bridal party, it's a good idea to just have a little think to yourself about their financial situation. Now, not to say you know all about their financial situation, but cast your mind back and ask yourself, God, have they been given out loads this year about feeling really broke or are mm. they really struggling or do they just lose their job or whatever? And a lot of people hide this when it happens to them in their life. So it can be hard, but try to keep in mind if there's any special circumstances. Well, I think it's just about being mindful and not insisting that you go for expensive cocktails after every dress shopping trip when you know that they probably can't afford it take into account as well like where they live and if you've one bridesmaid who let's say has to travel a far distance to go to a boutique visits Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's okay not to invite her on every single one and maybe she'd be delighted not to have to you know pay for her petrol expenses or an an overnight stay or something Mm. like that just keep all of these things in mind yeah likewise if someone works Saturdays and can't make appointments every Saturday not to get annoyed at them yeah if they're not able to make specific appointments I know a time when I was bridesmaid um the other girls all worked Saturdays so their appointments were always midweek and I could never make them yeah and so I always felt like I was holding everything up particularly you say with the bridesmaids dresses and things like that but I just couldn't keep taking days off work and yeah like the bride totally understood and it was fine so I think yeah it's just about being reasonable about those kind of expectations around that if one of your bridesmaids lives abroad and can't make the hen to just be really understanding about that and Being understanding is how you combat any tensions rising Mm. or people having miscommunications and falling out. That's a great shout about the annual leave from work because to some people that's more precious than like the money in their bank account. Mm. And obviously some people have flexible workplaces, some people don't. But if you get a sense that your friend is really stuck in work and can't take that much leave you know don't demand that she takes three Wednesdays off in a row to go shopping with you or whatever it's all about like feeling out the situation with her again this feeds into asking how she's getting on what's Mm -hmm. important in her life how's work how's everything and if you feel out the situation you can react to it and you can just you know adapt the role to suit her so Mm -hmm. that she's not feeling like being your bridesmaid is this weight around her neck it's this fun thing that's slotting into her life yeah we all campaign all the time for flexible working conditions and you can set the tone with your wedding (laughs) you can (laughs) it should be a flexi time (laughs) bridal party situation yes definitely (laughs) 
So now we come on to our sample dilemmas. All of these we have definitely received from real people. I think en masse they sound a bit dramatic and I don't want people who are early in their planning to be like, oh my God, is having bridesmaids just going to be this giant drama fest? Yeah. It's not at all and you mightn't encounter any of these, Mm -hmm. but I think it's good to have the solutions prepped ahead of time. Yeah, because some of our advice on these dilemmas might actually help you avoid them kicking off at all. Our first dilemma that we're going to troubleshoot. You don't want to ask a particular friend to be your bridesmaid, but you think they're expecting to be asked and might be upset, angry or offended. This is a common one. Yeah, we get this one a lot. Um, We would tend to say to this to give them a different job. Yeah, like don't underestimate the amount of jobs that will come up in a wedding and... In most cases, you've got a lot of freedom to create jobs for your wedding. Mm. And if you can create a job in your wedding to appease, let's say, a sister who you don't want in the bridal party, but you think might be put out by not being asked, it's worth it. Definitely. So I think before the bridesmaid topic even comes up, ask them, like, will you be the cake baker? Will you look after the dessert table? Or can you plan the night before drinks or something like that and say it early so that they know that that's their job and they're not waiting to be asked to be a bridesmaid. And then I think it's worth throwing into conversation who your bridesmaids are if you are having them. Um, Not apologising, not explaining, Mm -hmm. um, but just letting them know so that they know where they're at. I think even these days when weddings are so alternative and that's like very prevalent in the industry, it is... Like people often have quite traditional ideas of the roles within a wedding. People often just think there's the couple and the wedding party and then everyone else is everyone else. Mm. So you might have to take the extra step here and big up the role that you have given this person. So rather than just saying like, oh, I thought you'd do a reading, um, you know, express to them how important the reading is to you. You selected it specifically for them. You want it to be... um, you know, a really big moment in the ceremony. You think it might be one of your favourite moments looking back on the day um, and kind of emphasise how important that role is to them. And then they should feel really, really honoured and delighted. Yeah, I think if someone's angry at you for not picking them, then they weren't the right person to pick in the first place. Yeah, you wouldn't be too worried about that. probably did a good job. And it's also worth saying that people who get very, very upset about things to do with the bridal party sometimes they're genuinely really shocked and they had you know just expected something different sometimes they're the kind of person who just loves to have a little bit of drama going on Mm. so you'll know yourself who those people are and you have to kind of accept that they come along with life those people are walk among us all the time they do they love an excuse for an owl moan uh (laughs) let them off let them off let them have their moan and uh you'll all have a great day anyway and on the dance floor it won't matter it won't this one is a little bit similar it's you don't want to ask your sister to be your bridesmaid but your mother says you have to you get this one a lot too yeah i think in this case and you know how i'm all about like the mom is very important person and like give her a lot of slack i think the mom needs to butt out of this because mm. it's really about you and the person who's potentially in the bridal party um and your mom has a role it's mam yeah. and that's a great role Stick to be in mam mam <laughs> and uh, she'll be great at it but i think when you kind of get relatives other relatives weighing in on the bridesmaid decisions who aren't in the bridal party, I think that's 
you know, you need to just kind of maybe have a word with your mom and say, yeah, listen, I'm going to I'm going to pick my own bridesmaids. But thanks a million. And don't yeah. worry, my sister will not be left out again. Like we said before, I've got a great role lined up for her. So don't you yeah. worry, ma'am. Yeah. And kind of shut down that talk. Yeah. As soon as it happens. So it doesn't fester and become an issue because then she might involve your sister and other relatives and it just becomes a whole thing. So, yeah nip that in the bud I will say that a lot of the bridesmaid drama that we hear about when you look at it actually isn't really coming from the bridesmaids or the maid of honour or even the bridal party it's like someone else on the periphery who's Mm. calling around everyone and saying like oh did you hear about this oh she's not happy about this Yeah. so again you can't control all that people will do live life how they want to live it but if it's someone like your mum you have full permission from me to nip it in the bud and be like listen ma'am I'm gonna look after the bridal party but anyway did I tell you about my cake ideas <laughs> throw some shiny cake plans in front of her and hope she forgets lead her to the cake <laughs> yeah uh, the next one is you have a large group of friends and you don't know which ones to ask or where to draw the line so I think this is really common particularly if people have big gangs of friends from school or home or college and they don't know say if they've six friends and they want three bridesmaids and they don't know which ones to ask or how to kind of split the group yeah I think a natural thing for people here is not to have bridesmaids at all that's what I did yeah and it worked really well and you had friends who were there for you and who had their roles and all and that worked well and I think the like lines of between bridesmaid and best friend who's also a guest are like blurring a lot these days like don't feel like you can't ask someone a favor just because they're not technically your bridesmaid yeah and I think as well if you've got a big gang of friends there might be ones you're naturally closer to and or again as we said are naturally the organizers and they're the people you'll probably be inclined to ask and the ones you're less inclined to ask likely won't mind at all yeah or will be delighted not to be asked yeah or will be just really happy to help out in any way they can. They're all your friends. They're not going to fall out with you over it. And they'll understand. And likelihood is that like a few of them in the group will get married over the years and everyone will get a chance to be bridesmaid at some point. Exactly. And think about things like, let's say, if your partner has a sister and you want to ask her and then you ask one person from your friend group and then that's like a kind of a natural like way to weight it up mm. I've seen lots of combinations like that where it's like the bride for example picks one person from her partner's side one from her own family and one friend and again I think in that case all the other friends won't get upset because they kind of feel like the bridal party as a whole represents this woman's life yeah and that is our delegate from our friend <laughs> yeah, group yeah. you know what I That's mean not nice to make it to sound it. like Miss America or whatever <laughs> um but I think if you choose your bridal party kind of deliberately people will understand people will know your motivations they'll know what you're doing there yeah and everyone can understand that you don't necessarily want seven women standing up there beside you and it's not practical although now you have me with visions of them all wearing sashes like it is a pageant and I'm really into that idea and I think we should make it a trend yeah could we bring that into the mainstream let's do it we could try (laughs) we'll try our best you'll see sashes everywhere in 2021 oh can't wait 
Um, so the next dilemma then we have is your bridesmaids can't agree on dresses or they're all being too agreeable. I would say these dilemmas are as common as each other. And equally irritating. Equally irritating. So you don't want your bridesmaids to be very opinionated and very picky, but you equally don't want them to have no opinion because that's infuriating. Yes. So I guess it's about you as the facilitator to encourage them along try and coax out what they really think if they're being too agreeable if they can't agree at all we're big fans of the mix and match dresses yeah i don't think you should put everyone in the same dress if they're not comfortable like bottom line yeah so straight away i'd be like okay well which dress do you like which one do you like and is there a way we can have them contrast each other so that they look well together but they don't necessarily have to match exactly yeah we have um styling guides for just this thing that we'll link in the show notes but there are lots of ways to create a cohesive look across a bridal party without making people wear the same outfits yeah so i think that's a great solution if you're having any kind of struggles whether it's people having no opinion or too many opinions I think it's always worth considering asking them to pick their own dress mm-hmm. as well um, or to like we've said in the past maybe if you find a bridesmaids dress brand specifically um, a lot of those brands will do colours and silhouettes that complement each other across their whole range so they yeah. might have 300 dresses mm. in their collection but they've designed them in a way that they will all look pretty together mm. and you could send that link out in the whatsapp group and say like oh i'm not really sure what to do so would you all like to just pick one from this list yeah here's my general palette or whatever yeah and let them go with it likewise as i said as a facilitator i think it's about making sure the quietest person is heard mm. and that the loudest person quietens down a little bit so yeah just encouraging everyone to express their opinions um is a great way to yeah make sure that everyone is heard yeah and you might need to have a one-on-one chat with the more quiet people yeah because in the like buzz of the room if you all go to a boutique together it, Mm. it might be a bit hard for those shyer people to speak up so it's worth kind of maybe just arranging meet up for coffee or something and just yeah. say like here what, what what are you thinking actually like what what did you like the other day you know yeah and I guess as well as we mentioned earlier you can totally preempt all this by letting everyone know that you're open-minded that you're happy to do mix and match that you're okay with jumpsuits or tailoring if that's what people are more comfortable in um, and then that way they feel like they have that license whereas if everyone goes into a shopping trip and they're really tense and mm. really worried that you're going to pick like something tight or short or low yeah. cut. Um, or not low cut. <laughs> yes. Awful. <laughs> um, then you don't want them going in nervous because that's when bakering can start. Mm. So it's about creating a like fun atmosphere from the very outset. I would even argue that it'd be good for you as the bride to come up with like a little short and sweet kind of bridesmaids dress mantra that you kind of put out to people maybe in the whatsapp group at the start where even just the day that you create the group for example Mm. in your whatsapp and say something like hi guys uh, just so you know like what I'm thinking here is that I just want everyone to be comfortable but I am really interested in sticking to my color palettes of whites and greens Mm. or whatever and if you can come up with like a kind of handy little sentence or two that sums up what you want and how flexible you're going to be because of course not everyone 
someone is going to be comfortable being really flexible, that's fine as well. Um, that sets the tone. That yeah. lets everyone know what they're dealing with. Yeah, if you're like, uh, we want it to be like elegant and formal. Or, you know, classic black tie or boho in blue or whatever it is. At least then, yeah, they have a bit of an indicator from the outset. They have some warning for what's coming. Yes. Again, make sure you listen. We have a full episode on this. So make sure you give a listen to our, what's it called? I guess it's Bridesmaids Shopping Tips, I think. There you go. Yeah. We'll link it in the show notes. We will. Um, So our next dilemma to troubleshoot your bridesmaids don't know each other how can you get them to mix i mean i'm a fan of just drinks and night out. <laughs> <laughs> um you could organize like a, a dry lunch or sure. you know um a, some kind of thing that doesn't have to have alcohol in it a lunch or a brunch just to mm. get to know you thing invite them over to your house for like a little dinner party would be fun yeah definitely if it's a very small group, like maybe you've just two people mm-hmm. to put together, you could always do a dinner with your other half's wedding party as well. Yeah. Um, and then that way it's a bit more of a mix. Because I th- think it's important to get everyone to know each other, not just like having it on each side. But also they don't have to be best friends. And if they're very different no. people, you don't need to force them together. They just need to be comfortable enough to plan your hand together and to get on on the day. I would say colleague rules apply here. Yes. They need to be civil to each other and respectful to each other and they need to be able to collaborate. Yeah. And that's it. They don't have to be going for drinks every weekend. No. You know, outside of you and your group. Like, they don't have to become friends for life. That'd be nice, but you can't force these things. No. And I think it's worth as well mentioning that if, say, you have three bridesmaids and two are very close friends and one is an outsider, say one's your sister and the other two are your Mm. pals, um, it's worth just keeping that in mind and making sure that the third person's being included all the time. Yeah, and definitely give this some thought kind of before the days of the hen party because Mm -hmm. hen party planning... For will go a lot smoother if they have some yeah. kind of previous interactions yeah and even if they've been on a night out or a day out together they'll kind of know each other's personalities and they'll know like oh this girl who i'm in the bridal party with is a real party animal so like i'm gonna let her plan the club bit of yeah. the hen party or whatever all of that stuff is great for your bridesmaids to know ahead of time yeah definitely So our next dilemma is your bridesmaid doesn't seem remotely interested or bothered about your wedding or she isn't pulling her weight. We get this one a lot too. Yeah, and this is definitely going to happen unless you have picked immaculately (laughs) who your bridesmaids are. This is going to happen. And like we said, even on the topic of choosing your bridesmaids, you might pick one girl who's the life and soul of the party Mm. and she's not pulling her weight in terms of very boring logistical things yeah but remember why you picked her even if you did ask someone who is just your best best friend you love her so much but she actually is turning out not to be a great bridesmaid unfortunately you can't demote a bridesmaid or kick them off the squad no they have to do something very dramatic for that yeah 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 like something from a hollywood movie so i think in that case you're kind of stuck to be honest and you have to just remind yourself why you pick them and why you love them and think about on the day itself because often the person who might have been like no help with the hen and no help with the dresses will be the person who breaks attention on the day because they are so laid back yeah that they're the exact person you want by your side on the morning when you're really nervous and they know exactly what you need on the day or they'll stick on some music and know exactly what you need to hear um so yeah do keep in mind that 
a lot of kind of attention goes on how much the bridesmaids are doing ahead of the wedding mm. but a lot of why you picked them is because you want them by your side on the day itself so do keep focused on that and I'm sure the person you picked might come up trumps and if they don't there could be a genuine reason behind it like they could have their own stuff going on and maybe they were like the perfect person to pick a year ago and now they're mm. something's evolved for them and they're not as interested in your wedding and that's kind of fair because, again, they're not robot people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this happens where, let's say, for example, you ask someone to be your bridesmaid and then in the middle of wedding planning, let's say they have like a devastating breakup and suddenly they're not in the mood to like help you pick out ceremony readings mm-hmm. about like deep and everlasting love, you know, and that's yeah. totally natural. So the top tip for me here is giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um. And yeah, as you said, Claire, like on the day, they might be the one person who knows how to like fix a broken button on your wedding dress or how to, again, divert the man (laughs) who's driving you mental. Mans are getting terrible. (laughs) I'm going to say dad. Okay, the dad (laughs) who is absolutely wrecking your head, giving him, you know, a job to do. So he's kind of out of your hair for five minutes when you're feeling stressed. So definitely trust in your friend. You asked her for a reason. There is something, probably many, many things about her that you love and that you value and allow her to show those to you. Yeah, it's nicer to give someone the benefit of the doubt than to be annoyed at them. And you're probably not going to have it out with them. So there's no point in letting these things fester. It's better to just accept that she is the way she is and move on. Yeah, I know there can be a bit of disappointment that goes along with that. But again... It's about perspective and I'm sure you won't be disappointed in the friendship in 10 years time. Yeah. It's maybe just this wasn't the right role for her. Yeah, definitely. So the next dilemma we have is kind of the opposite. Your bridesmaid is quite overbearing. She's taking over the planning or pushing her opinions. This is like my worst nightmare of all of these. Yeah. I think I would just shrivel up into a little ball or else do the opposite and react very badly and loudly (laughs) in response. It's a hard one to manage. I think it's the kind of thing, though, that you need to, again, nip it in the bud early on. Outline what you want the role to entail and Mm. only include her where relevant. So if she starts, like, sending you flowered images on Pinterest Mm. or whatever and you already know what kind of flowers you want, just be like, oh, I've already picked my flowers, but could you help me here? Yeah. Um, And give her very clearly defined jobs so that she knows her remit. I think it can be hard, particularly if you've a bunch of bridesmaids. It can almost get competitive and everyone wants to be like the most helpful. And in doing that, sometimes people push a little too hard or start buying things. Like this is a, a frequent one we hear of like people start buying things for your wedding and yes, they're not like necessarily decor for example want. for your reception space yeah or like they might buy the confetti or they might mm. buy the and you had in mind you didn't want confetti or you had a particular color yeah. in mind or you wanted fresh flowers or something like that and so it's just about kind of yeah being really nice and friendly about it but nipping it in the bud if possible yeah yeah it's definitely overwhelming for you when someone is really like forcing their opinions and hopefully you don't have to have a word with them yeah it might come to that if it's getting out of hand um but this is another one where i think setting expectations and kind of predicting your friend's personality and how they'll react Mm -hmm. in certain situations would be really helpful so if you're thinking from the start 
God, like Marie is like amazing, an amazing friend, but she is going to go to town on the florist ideas and we have completely different tastes. You know, you can say to her like, the first day you have a chat about the wedding like oh and I've already booked the florist and planned all that and like little white lies will yeah. will be your friend here yeah. I think yeah I think that goes across all elements of your wedding <laughs> all elements of wedding planning the next one we get in a lot is you asked your friend to be a bridesmaid when you got engaged but you've since grown apart and there's someone else who's actually been there for you more in this case I would kind of say well, if you've asked them to be a bridesmaid already, as I said, I don't think it's acceptable to demote or <laughs> yeah. kick someone off the team. But you can add to the team. You can add to the team. And I know often for people it's an expense thing and they're a bit worried about adding another person into the party, especially if there's someone who's really into the symmetry of having equal amounts of groomsmen and bridesmaids or mm. whatever, equal parties on both sides. But I think this is one place where you can make an exception to whatever rules you have about bridal parties um if you think you know this this person who's like newish in my life is going to really really add to the day and add to the bridal party i think add her in yeah and as we said before like she'll still be there for you on the day so like you don't have to give her an official job title Mm. but again if if you want to do if not she'll still be on hand to help you i'm sure she's not expecting a roll out of it yeah. um, and she'll still be at your hand and you can even have her there on the morning of the wedding if you want without giving her an official role. But yeah, there's definitely no problem with adding someone in. And uh, there's a lot to be said for just communicating like your love for her, regardless of whether you do ask her to be your bridesmaid yeah. or not. Yeah. And communicating like how important it is to you that she's there and how you're like very grateful for her support all the way through wedding planning. So our final sample dilemma is this. Your bridesmaids were really unhelpful on the day. Should you call them up on it? So this is an after the fact dilemma, which we have gotten in the past. I don't know. I'm a very like accept it and move on kind of person. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, if I think I'm going to be on a night out in two years and I'm going to end up bringing it up really angrily after Mm. too many drinks, then I think you should try to discuss it. Yeah. If you think you can get over it. And really accept it and move on. And again, like we said earlier, just kind of appreciate your friends for who they are, which is not great bridesmaids, but yeah. great people, great friends. I would say just try and push it under the rug. Yeah. But if you think it's going to continue to cause trouble in the friendship group, then maybe consider bringing it up, even though it would be really awkward. I would have a long, hard think before I bring it up about what your expectations were for how helpful they would be on the day and how necessarily they didn't meet them. Yeah. Um, because I think, like, I've heard a couple of friends of mine who have been bridesmaids were like, oh, we were, like, really busy taking selfies and didn't realise she'd gotten into the car and yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. didn't help her with the dress or something like that. And a lot of it could be just that they were caught up in the joy and excitement of the mm-hmm. day and just weren't really great at the like fixing your dress and making sure your bouquet was there and things like that. But actually they were great fun and they made sure the dance floor was full and they like got your uncle up dancing mm. and things like that. So it's about thinking of exactly what were the failings if there were any and is it reasonable to call them up on it? Because it really might not be. You might have just had very high expectations or you might have thought one thing and they thought a different thing altogether 
And I think if you are interested in like doing an autopsy on it after the fact and bringing it up, I think think about your expectations for that chat as well. Yeah. Because really, it's not realistic to expect a lot of positive things to come out of that conversation. Unless maybe there's something underlying you don't know about, for example, like they were having a really hard time and um, or, you know, you in retrospect have realized, God, I was maybe been reasonable during wedding planning or something like that yeah. maybe then it's good to have a bit of a chat yeah and just be like oh listen just wanted to talk about the last few weeks because they were a bit mad weren't they or whatever yeah um but don't expect that a lot of great things are going to come from a chat where you call up your bridesmaid on you know forgetting to you know hand out confetti or something yeah. like that no definitely not yeah it's it's worth like approaching it from the other side being like hi is everything okay Mm. like you seemed a bit off the last few weeks something like that rather than you didn't do this yeah like are you happy enough with how it went or I hope I wasn't being too demanding or demanding too much of you might be a nice way to open up the conversation definitely but again unless something went down on the day I wouldn't be inclined to bring it up no I think friendships that are long lasting have a great ability to kind of just heal yeah. by themselves yeah and this is one of those times to allow that to happen and to yeah. move forward and to get excited about new things in your friendship that are coming up like yeah. her wedding or her new job or something yeah. else that's on the cards yeah forgive and move on i think that's a good mantra and that's a nice place to wrap up it is so we have tons of bridesmaids related and bridal party related content on the site and we will link some of the relevant stuff in the show notes yeah and don't forget to listen to our previous episode on how to shop for bridesmaids dresses. I think that will be very handy and it's a nice accompaniment to this one. Oh, we also have a really nice chat um, between Louise Cooney and Dervato about them, about Louise being bridesmaid for Dervla and their plans for the hen and stuff like that. And that's a really nice one too to get you all loved up about your bridesmaids. Yeah, they're a great model, I think, for bridesmaids and bride groups. Um, so you'll walk away from that episode feeling all the feels. Yes. One fab day, listener dilemmas. Each week on the podcast, we dig deep to find a listener dilemma we might be able to help with. And they don't just come from brides and grooms. We're happy to answer questions from everyone from the best man to the bride's cousin to even the parish priest. So today's dilemma comes in from a mother of the bride who is having issues with her outfit. Am I right, Claire? Yes. So this listener writes, I was hoping you can help me with an outfit conundrum I have ahead of my daughter's wedding this summer. I'm not a fan of my legs at the best of times, so I was planning to buy a pantsuit, but found the most beautiful light blue dress in the sales and it was such a bargain I snapped it up. It looks lovely on, sits right below the knee, but the problem is my legs. The blue colour just shows up the veins in my legs and I'm also prone to bruising. I don't want to put lots of effort into my hair, makeup and outfit only for my legs to let me down. Are tan tights really dated? Should I go down the fake tan route? Any tips you have would be great. My daughter lives abroad and isn't back until the wedding, so I can't really get her to help. Was this dilemma written by me in the future uh, in some kind of Terminator fashion? I was going to say, I think this was written by my mother-in-law because she had the same dilemma ahead of my wedding. <laughs> um yeah, I absolutely feel your struggle about being a blue veiny person who sometimes looks like one of those underwater deep sea fish. <laughs> um, and I'm also from um, a very veiny family. So I get I get your um, dilemma here. I'm with you. So I think tights are fine. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd invest in a good quality pair. Uh, you're a big fan of Walford. Yeah, I would never buy anything else other than Walford. Um, they're great and they do last. They don't easily run, you yeah. know, which that's the last thing you want when you've got the nails and you've got the jewellery. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say treat yourself to a pair of good... Um, tights and actually talk to them in the shop as mm-hmm. well now I'm not saying spend 500 quid you might spend 30 40 euro on them that might seem a lot for tights but I don't think tights are an area to skimp on especially no. when you're worried about this element no it's the same way we would tell anyone not to spend hundreds on an outfit and then wear like a crappy bra and crappy pants yes exactly um, it's a lot of times it's what lies beneath is actually what pulls the outfit together and makes it look really polished. So I definitely think this is an area to spend. Tan, sure, if you're comfortable, but again, it mightn't have the desired effect. It doesn't necessarily always look polished. And if you're not someone who wears tan regularly, I wouldn't embark on it for the first time for my daughter's wedding. Yeah, uh, I would maybe think about it. Look into it, maybe ask someone you know mm. uh, or someone um, at a makeup counter maybe what they think and maybe buy a product and test it out for other occasions or in advance to see if you're comfortable with it because I know I don't really wear anything like that so I would have questions like is it going to rub off? Am I going to have a big streak on my leg if it rains, etc. Yeah. Um, Aidan Corcoran, who we had in, said that Charlotte Tilbury do an amazing body makeup yes um which i haven't tried but uh i believe basically everything that man says yeah um so that's worth checking out so definitely worth exploring but don't do it if you're not 100 percent confident with it yeah and i'm really delighted that you went for a dress because i think there's yeah. so many women who are terrified and they're just like no i have to cover up and I think it's worth looking at ways that you can wear something that's a little bit different or a little bit out of your comfort zone, but find a way to make it comfortable for you. Yeah, yeah, love that. And absolutely want to reiterate my point to like use the people in the shop mm. because they'll explain to you about like different levels of opacity and, you know, whether to go for something with a bit of a sheen or something matte. They'll really help you and maybe bring a photo of your outfit if you yeah. take like a selfie um of the beautiful blue dress that you've bought you wearing it and that'll help them uh, like lean on them they'll definitely be able to help you and they will make sure it's their job to know all about stocking so they will make sure that uh, you pick the right ones yeah maybe bring the shoes with you as well good tip we are gathered here in the sight of god and his casino to join homer and in holy matrimony beautiful Now step away from the spreadsheets. From the outside, wedding planning can seem like an insta-worthy stream of dress fittings, cake tastings and spa treatments. But we know it's also filled with endless errands, emails and amendments to the budget. To give you a break from the wedmen, we suggest a new activity every week. So Selena, what recommendation have you got for us today? So my recommendation is bullet journaling. Do I need to explain what that is? Do people know? I only sort of know, so please do. Just like, basically, it can be whatever you want it to be. But <laughs> it is, um, it's making loads of lists and organising your life in hard copy form. Nice. And uh, if you're into stationery, I would be very surprised if you haven't gotten into it already because there's loads of bullet journaling influencers and vloggers and YouTubers who um, create their own bullet journals like they will hand draw it all and it's beautiful to look at and some of them actually have released like um, printed versions of their ones that you can use but obviously you can use any old notebook at all 
Although I would say get a nice one so you're like excited about your bullet journal. Um, some people will use bullet journaling for wedding planning. And that's not what this is about exactly. But if you pick up some skills that you can apply to wedding planning. Transferable no skills harm. are always useful. Um, why I like this is particularly in like February when, you know, you've got the whole year ahead of you and you want to make plans. It's a great way to just make lists of things you want to do, like movies you want to see books you want to read um, and even when I bullet journal at home sometimes I do it on a Sunday which is just like making a, a list of things to do um, you'll assign some to the following week it's not like I have to do them all today or mm. the following month but I always I have a policy of always putting something nice or fun every time I do one um, every time I do a to-do list I try and put something nice on it so as someone like who isn't great at like treating herself it's really helped me to like organize myself into giving myself a little bit of a break um, and I think if you're in the throes of wedding planning it can be hard to do anything that's not wedding planning so this is a great way to plan for yourself to have a bit of me time like you can put on your bullet journal like Sunday morning um, have a cup of tea and watch Grace and Frankie on Netflix that sounds like a lovely Sunday morning. <laughs> so what is the bullet element? So sorry, the bullet is basically, it's like, you know, a bullet point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. Oh, I thought and it was like firing things. I don't know. No, no, no. It's just um, in bullet point form, really. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of the bullet journals are actually, the some of the books you can get are made entirely, instead of being lined, mm. like a copy book would be, they're made entirely of bullets. To help you like draw little boxes and things okay. to put in like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if you're doing it in a kind of calendar format or, um, you know, some people who do bullet journaling will have like spreads, they call them, where like, let's say at the start of the year in your bullet journal, you'll have a spread that's like um, good vibes for 2020 or whatever. And you'll put like inspirational quotes or whatever. Oh, okay. It's a real like choose your own adventure <laughs> kind of recommendation. Um, but I would say, yeah, the best way to, if you're a bit like, what is she going on about? Is she just making lists of like fun <laughs> stuff she wants I to mean, do? I mean, I didn't want to say. <laughs> the best thing to do is to put bullet journaling into YouTube. Um, and even if all you do from this recommendation is lose an hour looking at people <laughs> who have amazing calligraphy, I think it'll be well spent. That does sound like a fun time. A fun Friday night. A fun Friday night for you who loves a bit of stationery. I do. Yeah. No, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get lost in YouTube. I love it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what we do, please spread the word and send a link to a friend or work colleague. We'd also love if you can rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It goes a long way towards helping new listeners find us. And if you've got a burning question or comment, do get in touch with us. You can either email hello at onefabday.com or slide into our DMs. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. And please don't forget to visit us over at onefabday.com. We're constantly working away on new content. This month, we've got lots of advice on wedding dress shopping, tips for finding the best suppliers, and lots of ideas for making your wedding look impossibly gorgeous. So do pay us a visit. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. <laughs>